Oh, Scout's still in the room. You sit yeah, down here, Scout. Boy. You want to join us? There's a wolf in the room. <laughs> There's a wolf in the There's room. A wolf. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Normally, we choose a classic movie from the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s and dissect it with a modern eye to see if it still moves us the way it did as kids. But not today. <laughs> On this episode, we're going to discuss multiple amazing movies instead of just one. We think you're going to love it, so sit back and enjoy today's episode. Top five movies from 1985. Oh, yeah. We're pretty excited about today's episode, and I'll explain to you why we're doing this shortly. But first, it's time to introduce the team. My name is Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two dudes that love the motherfucking 80s. Sean Pryor and AJ Vince, how the heck are you? I love the 80s, because I'm an 80s, I'm an 80s kid. Yeah. I'm an 80s kid. I 80s was born baby. In, I was, I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 89, so I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 91, so my parents show me all the movies from yeah. the 80s. Yeah, so. Oh, we are not the, like, we're <laughs> no. not the definitive people to be talking about no. 1985. No. I was probably. three, you guys weren't born. Look, I've seen a couple of the movies, Okay. I've never even thought of. <laughs> so here's why we're here today. Uh, top five lists and ranking movies is such a cool way to talk about a lot of movies at once, provide some cool conversation. So back in August when we were uh, kind of getting this thing rolling, Sean had the idea to give a little sneak peek into what our Patreon-only audio is like, yeah, why not? which we offer to our top-tier patrons weekly bonus audio. So we did a top five summer movies, and it was a total hit. People loved it. Followed that up with our top five fall movies in October, and then we did our top five rom-coms in January. Uh, people love that. Yeah. They think top five lists are the best. They think our knowledge is amazing. They think our five lists is the best that has ever been done. Okay. These are real comments from people. Oh, okay. yeah. And wow. So wow. <laughs> we're going to continue down that road today. We're going to do top five movies from 1985, which was an absolutely insane year. Crazy. Uh, but before we get into that discussion, don't forget to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It obviously includes Spotify now. Check us out on Patreon. It's this is kind of the idea behind it. This is sort of what Patreon audio is like. Uh, you can hear this weekly bonus audio that only you guys get to hear. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. More loosey-goosey, a little off the cuff. Not, yeah. not a lot of research from us. Exactly. But uh, you get our commentary anyway. For sure. And, and we're up and running on YouTube. We got merch. We got social medias. Go check all that out at ConfusedBreakfast.com. We also have a voicemail from one of our beautiful fans. Okay. 319-804-9596. Yeah. Let's hear today's voicemail. Hello, Confused Breakfast Podcast dudes. Hello, caller. This is a truck driver from middle of the country, Oklahoma. I relate. Uh, I just have one request for this show. Just one. Sidekicks. Chuck Norris. In it. Yeah. Okay. You guys do a really good job, and I think oh. this movie, if you've seen it or not, would be an amazing movie for you guys to review because it's so god-awful. <laughs> But Come on. if you were like me and had a dad who liked any Chuck Norris Correct. movie, you had to watch it five billion trillion times until the VHS tape broke. So it needs to be done. We need to all bear this together. <laughs> right. That's a pretty damn good idea. Dude. Also, what's your fucking name, man? Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes to tell the last Come two on. voicemails. No Come names. on, friend. Come Thank on, you. friend. Thank you for calling Thank in. Thank you, person. Oklahoma. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call you. Jesus. Thanks, Oklahoma driver. God. Okay. Your but favorite. No, we love when you call in, you know. I, I'm actually a huge fan of that movie. Okay. I don't know if you guys have seen it. He said it was terrible. Maybe I need to sh throw it onto my never seen list. I won't I disclose. Don't, I don't know. I'm not going to. Throw it on your list. We'll find out. We'll find out. I'll throw it on my list for you, Oklahoma driver, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Thanks for calling in, buddy. All right. So let's jump in, fellas. Our topic today is top five movies from 1985. Uh, this year is widely recognized as one of the best years for movie production ever. Yeah. I mean, there are certain, there are a couple, what, what are the years, Sean? Like, uh, 91, or uh, sorry, 99's fucking huge. Like uh, 87. I think, I think like 87. 85. 88, I believe. There's so many. N but, 1990. Uh, 2001, yeah. I believe. There's some there are just ones. certain yeah. years where it just seems like you're like, oh my God, all these movies came out from this year. Right. Uh, so we this may be a reoccurring thing, but we decided we'd start in 19. 1985 and specifically talk about our favorite movies that came from that year. Not the best. 
our favorites. Our personal favorites. favorites. And that is rule number one. These are our personal favorites from that year. The other rule is that we cannot talk about any movies we've already discussed. Correct. So here, we're already going to start blowing your minds from 1985. (laughs) Goonies... Go. Breakfast Club, yep. Legend of Billie Jean. We're all 1985. We have already done those movies. Already done those. Legend movies. of Billie Jean would be on my list. Uh, uh, Goonies would be on my list. Yeah. Breakfast I Club wonder would what would list. be on mine. Weird. <laughs> uh, and then we also agreed mutually that we will not do Back to the Future, which was also 1985, because that episode will be coming up soon. We're going to probably have to do a 10-parter on Back to the Future, because it's... We don't know what we're going to do with that. We, yeah, we still don't know, but <laughs> yeah. but clearly, it would be on all of our lists. Yeah. So, we're not going to do those four movies. Um, let's talk honorable mentions. Do you guys have any? I do. Okay. I, I can I can spout some Give off. us a few honorable mentions. Uh, I got just one of the guys as an honorable mention. I don't know that one. Um, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool one. It's like a kind of a... a, a trans kind of story to be honest really? uh, um this girl wants to uh be just one of the guys i think she wants to be on like a the football team or something like that. i haven't seen it in a while that's quite I, it was on my top five I, t- I took it off uh because i haven't seen it in a long time but vision quests yeah uh, another great one wrestling oh, yeah. movie I, uh, yeah that's not on your list not on my list wow I very fucking, surprising i love that movie uh into the night um that is a uh uh I'm kind of doing his thing. Uh, uh, um, uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, Je- uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, it's, uh-huh. a, it's a great kind of like uh, uh, crazy one night story. Um, cool. It's cool. a really really cool movie by the director of uh, uh, American Werewolf from London. And uh, I'm gonna have to go with the movie Demons, directed by uh, Lamberto Bava, <laughs> who is uh, Mario Bava's son. You know. Oh yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. It's on my list. The greatest of yeah. all the yeah. It's about uh, 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 demons. Uh, yeah, it's about uh, uh, kill, like a movie that kind of curses people and yeah. like, there's demons that kind of they're like zombies. They, they, they happen zombies in a movie. They kind of do the a lot of gross stuff. A lot of shit. everybody Six dies. Shit. Yeah. Totally cool. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. That's uh, that's my honor. Love it. <laughs> what, you got any honorables, AJ? <laughs> Um, I'm sure I got some Um, uh, there's James Bond A View to Kill came out this year I love anything James Bond and I'll at least watch the first 30 minutes of any of them (laughs) that's very true that's very true uh, let's be honest Uh, otherwise Pale Rider that was a great Clint Eastwood one damn hell yeah and uh, Witness was another from uh, uh, Harrison Ford yeah it's a great movie uh, Vision Quest would probably be on on my uh, honorables as well but other than that, I don't know. I don't think there's much else that I can think of that we haven't already talked about or we're probably going to. Yeah. Right. So. Nice. I got three honorables. Um, Summer Rental. Yeah. Funny enough, Summer Rental was on my top five summer movie list. Yeah. And it would yeah. normally be on this list, but I left it off because I already put it on that list. Good for you. That, that's a lesser known John Candy movie. You need to watch it. That still. that I believe both of you have not seen. No, haven't yet. So we we may have to make that our our I've never seen, but then you we can't do the fun like Yeah. Oh, what's it about? Because you already know what it's about, but who cares? I don't. It's fucking John Candy. I really don't. This sounds good to me. Summer rental. Summer rental for sure came out in eighty five. Uh there was a movie called Follow That Bird. It was Sesame Street's Sesame Street presents. It was Big Bird. Okay. And it was like him. Big Bird like went on a journey. It was like a real life movie. He got into drugs. No, totally. (laughs) Oh, dude. But there was a crate like Waylon Jennings had a cameo. Chevy Chevy Chase was a Newcaster. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. John Candy was a state trooper. Sandra Berthard was a waitress. Joe Flaherty and Dave Thomas are villains in the movie. Wait, wow. wait. Wendy's Dave Thomas? Yeah, no. Dave oh. Thomas, like strange brew Dave oh, Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> from me speaking from uh, as a kid watching that, it was yeah. amazing. Then there's a movie called Gotcha. Have you guys ever seen it? No. Okay, then I don't necessarily know if I want to. I'll tell you what it's about because it could have made our list. Uh, Anthony Edwards was in this. It's it's like it was in between Revenge of the Nerds and Top Gun for Anthony Edwards. Mm. He was like a college kid that they had a game where they played paintball with like handheld guns and they would shoot each other and be like, gotcha. But then he goes to Russia and like gets involved with like the KGB. It's the weirdest fucking like I, it's, it's probably not a very good movie, but I remember it from 1985. I feel like I, mean, I want to watch it now. It's really fucking good. There's a great theme song. It's like, gotcha, and you get you, get you, got me oh, too I'm on board. late. I don't, yeah, don't really want to watch it. That's catchy as fuck. <laughs> I don't want to watch it now. You're, you're off board? <laughs> now that just yeah. took me off. Well, before we start with our number five on our list, let's talk about our amazing sponsor, Felix Gray. 
This company makes affordable, incredibly stylish glasses that filter out the harmful blue light that is all around us from computers, phones, TVs, all that bullshit. They're 15 times more effective than any other blue light glasses at filtering this terrible blue light that makes us all have headaches and not be able to fall asleep and everything. Quality is unbelievable. You will love all the options for different styles and colors. Sean, you've had yours for like a couple months now. How do you feel about them? I feel great. Um, I feel like I can uh, kind of see um, the future, the future, but also like, yeah, I, I, like <laughs> even reading some, some, some stuff off the iPad or my phone yeah. with, for the episodes, it kind of gets a little straining, like, especially if I have like a little, a post amble or something, um, I can kind of see like the lines in my eyes, like imprint in my eyes with these glasses. It doesn't happen anymore. And it feels really, really good. They, they look to you. Both are wearing them right now. They look completely normal. They look like normal stylish glasses. They don't have like a tint to them. Yeah. It looks like you're wearing normal glasses and all you're doing is protecting your eyeballs from all this stuff that we're looking at. So thank you. <laughs> no, thank Felix Gray. Yeah, I am. <laughs> don't thank me. <laughs> thank Felix Gray. <laughs> <laughs> you can decide. <laughs> Give him the belt. You can decide between prescription, non-prescription. You can get readers. Clearly, our exposure to blue light is not going away. AJ loves staring at a screen in bed. His phone hits him hits him in the face when he's laying true. there. It's, it's not going to go away. Do yourself a favor. Grab a pair of these glasses. We all have them. We love them. I have two pairs. Did you get your second pair? Right? I did. Yeah, we, yeah. we have multiple pairs. We wouldn't do that if we didn't actually love this. Go check them out. Uh, FelixGrayGlasses.com slash confused f-e-l-i-x-g-r-a-y glasses.com slash confused free shipping free returns free exchanges go check it out hell yeah see the future <laughs> they, they've been like hey can you tell sean to stop saying that? <laughs> hey it, it, everything's been great but can you that's, that's not actually our not our slogan so. <laughs> we don't even have one so <laughs> and we've run it by everybody and they're not happy with it they don't <laughs> think that's the lie they're pretty upset <laughs> Actually, could you take those glasses off his fucking face, please? <laughs> oh. All right. Let's start with our number five. I'll, I'll start us off. Okay, cool. I like this. My number five. And again, we're just going to keep blowing your mind of the movies that came out in 1985. My number five 1985 movie, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. Okay. I, I, I didn't necessarily... It was a staple of my childhood. It scared the fuck out of me. Like It's a scary, scary yeah. movie as a young kid. It's thrilling. It's this fantastical journey. Every time you go back and watch it, you're like, this is fucking awesome. Mm. Like, it, it's an incredible movie. I had to look it up. Pee Wee Herman's show was 1981 and 1984, which, of course, catapulted him into, like, success. I used to watch all of the TV shows. Mm. I guess you guys wouldn't have, You probably would have watched, like, no. reruns and stuff. But we would watch the TV uh, shows. Because I'm older than you guys. Uh, Then this movie came out in 95 or 85, and then they did the Pee Wee Herman, like the the next version of that, like Playhouse, Pee Wee's Playhouse or whatever. But he was like, he was a massive, massive success at this time. And this movie was, you go back and watch it, it's done very well. Yeah. Like it's, and and the the scary, scary, memorable moments like Large Marge. Large Marge, man. The dinosaurs, the, the tequila part with the bikers, the, the Alamo. Like there's so many iconic moments in that movie that it it completely holds up. It's Tim Burton. It's it's Tim Burton. Yeah. I mean, everything about it's incredible. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, that's 1985. That's my number five for sure. My brother, I think both my brothers, Ray and Dave, I think they both, Talked about Pee Wee's Pee Wee's Playhouse, Playhouse, yep. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like they talked about a, a lot. Big Top Pee Wee or yeah. something like that. It, yeah. But it always scared the hell out of me. I was like, no way, I'm out. Like, they, but they were all about Pee Wee, Mister Rogers, like all that stuff. <laughs> oh, no way. It is. It is the. It is the Tim Burton version of. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Mr. Rogers had those damn dolls, man. Don't yeah. tell me that those were adorable because no, you're lying. I, I will not. I think many of the movies we're going to talk about today are going to eventually get their full episode. Let's just oh, put it probably. Let's just put I it like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. AJ, what do you got for five? All right. I'm going to give you. Okay. Yeah, gonna, I, I like go counterclockwise. Right. That, this is interesting. Yeah. That's fun. Um, <laughs> I'm not ready. Ooh, look at that. Okay. Now, so I, I put this in there for a couple of reasons, but I'll tell you right away. Police Story. Nice. Have you guys seen Police Story? Jackie Chan 
as what? in yeah. police story. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a police academy guy. So uh, like, <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> Winslow wasn't in this no, one. Damn it. No, no. Steve uh, Guttenberg. But like police story is is um, is a Chinese uh, action movie, action comedy almost, starring Jackie Chan. And Police Story with Jackie Chan, it was like one of the, I don't think it was like his first necessarily, but for for me, it certainly was. Of these movies of Jackie Chan and the awesomeness that he brought to Mm -hmm. America in cinema, like his own stunts, his entire team of people. When you see a Jackie Chan movie, you see all the goons that he's fighting. That's his it's team. All, it's his yeah. friends. That and, is his, yeah. yeah. Like they've worked together for years. Yeah. And watching them do what they do is insane. So you talk about like fun action sequences in Hollywood at this point. Well, Jackie Chan did all that and it was real. Mm. And I mean, he was dodging car accidents. He was jumping through windows. He was jumping off of buildings. He was doing everything. And it was absolutely insane. Like the, the practicality of all the stunt work that goes into this. Now, that all being said... It's not wonderful storytelling. I'm not yeah. telling you that this is like the best We're not the saying this is the thing. best movie from 1985. It's not the best movie, <laughs> but I'm telling you that the the like the bouts of like the the comedic action and very very like uh, like Hong Kong style yeah. comedy like going through this is 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 just that. It's comical. Yeah. But at this and it's kind of laughable right now. But <laughs> when you when you go through this though and you see all the stuff that he did, I'm telling you Practically dodging, getting smashed by two cars. No CGI. No CGI, no nothing. I'm talking about cars going down a hill and taking out a bungalow like like that they built, this bungalow community that's built on a hill and these cars taking it all out and all of his stunt people dodging these cars and doing it in real time. No, dude, it's insane. You'll never see anything else like it, especially for the time. That is why you need to see Police Story. That's it. Hey, The Rock, let's see you do that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I just watched San Andreas the other day. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Dude, the, <laughs> the, the, he's stopping tectonic plates from moving. <laughs> No, <laughs> don't do don't. I'm The Rock. Can Inside. you smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> God, I'm sorry for bringing that up. So wait, they put the rock a rock between the tectonic plates they to did. keep from shifting. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Please, Sean, give us your number. Uh, well, I just gotta ahead. say, Jackie Chan's like the the uh, our generations, I guess. The Rock, 80s <laughs> of the Rock. No, he's our generation, like Buster Keaton, because Buster yeah. Keaton, like back in the day, was silent films and everything like that. Like you can see uh, footage of him, like uh, uh, a house uh, frame falling down in just like one window, and it's perfectly placed. It's a real yeah, facade. It's a real take. All, all wood. It would smash him and kill him if, if it was if he didn't calculate all of this, you know, uh, inertia and everything that had to go into it. It's fucking crazy. But uh, those are so much fun to watch. Uh, my first one is Weird Science by John Hughes. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Big smash. Oh, let's, yeah. um, let's just go um, in. I fucking love 1985 this. Sucks. Kelly LeBrock, <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, we got this guy. This guy. Ian Mitchell Smith, uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, who played Buster, or not Buster Keaton, he played uh, uh, the other guy. Uh, but yes, uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton in this movie <laughs> is Bill Paxton went downhill from here. So let's just put it that way. <laughs> downhill. <laughs> yeah, like this was his peak. Oh my God, he <laughs> as Chet in this movie, it is so shit. fucking good uh, when he turns into just like the big old pile of shit. It is amazing. Uh, and there's a scene where he's, he's like pointing a fucking double barrel shotgun at his brother's head and just smashes him and his like lady friend with it. It is like, oh my, oh my God, what's he doing? But so it's uh, Anthony Michael uh, Hall and Ian Mitchell Smith. I don't know why they do those three names. Um, they <laughs> they want to create a woman for themselves because they are right. uh, f- frustrated white males. And uh, so they do... Uh, with a computer, kind of like a, a, a Frankenstein kind of thing, Bride of Frankenstein, if you will. Um, and they create her. And uh, she kind of teaches them life lessons and yep. uh, kind of gets them through co- or, uh, high school and gets in, like, teaches them lady stuff, like how to get It's basically Encino Man. Basically. <laughs> Essentially. You are exactly right. Dude, dude, <laughs> chill the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> 
it's the same thing. It's 100% the same thing. How to be humble. You Jesus. Know? <laughs> but Kelly LeBrock in this oh, is Jesus. just Don't in, even. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just. Shermer High. It's it's on the, uh, never mind. It's the '80s hijinks <laughs> that I love to this see. Is so '80s. This is a, like peak '80s. And movie. I haven't watched it in, in quite some time. I have the Blu-ray, but like it could be problematic. I have no fucking clue. I'm sure it again, is. Again, again, the many of these movies are going to get their own episodes. Sure, they're yeah. going to that weird science. That, has to. That's one that I imagine will be coming along. Yeah, um, John Hughes. You can't go wrong. No, can't. weird science. Yeah. All right, let's do number four. So my number four. I'm wondering if you guys have seen this. It's a movie called Daryl. No. D dot A dot R dot Y dot L dot. Is there a, is there a robot movie or yeah, so is it's it a little, walking dead? No, no, it's a off? little kid. It's a ki- little kid who is essentially like you learn that he's a basically he's a machine. Okay. He's a government project. He's a computer inside of organic material that the government was trying to test on, like to build him to see if they could then make like super weapons in the future of like soldiers. Okay. But it it doesn't it doesn't work. Like he stereotypically in the 80s he becomes human and everybody's like oh he's really a human and and the government tries to stop him yeah it's like short circuit but with a human instead of a machine okay okay it's it's it it was a movie for me that me and my brother watched all the time because it just happened to be it's very very flight of the navigator okay in 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 feeling and yes and how it is a little darker than some of these movies especially like kids movies you know but there's one particular scene where he steals a sr-71 blackbird like though do you know what i'm talking about it's the yeah yeah, the the, the the coolest looking airplane ever designed okay no no radar correct yeah oh like the stealth guy the The stealth stealth, stealth, not this not the triangle looking one but the really long one with like rockets attached to it yeah and in that, as a kid, that like made my love for airplanes. I, I just like couldn't get enough of learning <laughs> yeah. about the jet fighter jets. But oh, yeah. the main kid, uh, his, his the actor's name was Barrett Oliver. He was Bastion in Neverending Story. Oh God, don't even mention it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Michael McKeon's his foster dad. It's it's. I'm sure it it probably doesn't hold up. But if if I'm looking at a list of movies from 1985. That immediately jumps off the page for me. Absolutely. Anyone out there that's listening that saw that immediately knows what I'm talking about. Other people might be just like, oh, I've never heard it. And I'm not saying it's going to be great. Again, I'm not going (laughs) to say you're going to watch and be like, that's better than Back to the Future. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, that if we're talking 1985 movies, that is that is me to a T for sure. Hell yeah. Nice. Okay. AJ, what you got? Check that movie out. All right. I'm going to I'm going to do this in a very particular order of we just did some awesome action, right? Very practical, very awesome. Yeah, Maybe not such a great storyline, quintessential kind of ideas, tropey, but I'm going to go to some more drama, and I'm going to go to St. Elmo's Fire. Okay. (sighs) Again, 1985, Jesus Christ. St. Elmo's Fire. Um, Now, a lot of people confuse this. They think it's a John Hughes movie. I want to know your thoughts on this, because it's got pretty much the same cast. It's a lot of the same cast, a lot of the Brat Pack, right? So, like, this is... Some people will tell you that they think that this is the this is the inspiration for the sitcom Friends. Mm. Uh, wow! Because because of the way it's played out and everything, and it is a uh, it's what we call like what we've called a hangout movie. Yeah, there's actually not much that actually goes on. It's a lot of like post high school college kids, um, like and and like just people who are trying to get that new job, you know, solidify their relationships you know, get over their bad habits, like stuff like that. It's a huge cast, but like I say, a lot of it is going to be, um, oh, like uh, Judd Nelson, Demi Moore is in there. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe Emilio. Emilio Estevez, Andrew McCarthy. Um, Judd Nelson. Ali Sheedy Ali is Sheedy. in there. I'm just looking at the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Cast. <laughs> you, you, could, you, could, you could take about like, I think there's like half of them off of Except there. Except Molly Ringwald. I think that we're good. Yeah. And so, but there's, it's, it's kind of, it's just a very interesting um, casting and it is very much a hangout movie. And although John Hughes did actually play like a little bit of uh, a part in like some of the casting and some of the influence. I don't think he ever got anything really credited for it. Mm. Um, it was actually, it's actually Joel Schumacher. Really? Yeah. Um, Weird. He was, it was written and directed by Joel Schumacher and somebody else wrote with him, Carl Kurlander. Oh um, uh, yeah. And so no idea, but, but a lot, a lot of it was influenced by what John Hughes was doing, but I don't know if it necessarily held up. Obviously, 
I think The Breakfast Club is a much better take, you know, if you will. Of course. And is it like a spiritual sequel? Or, and like, the, it is what they call it. Okay. Is it, it in your mind? Because I, I want to know from you because you, that's your favorite movie. It, it, it is, but once, it, like, the thought of it is, but once you watch it, it's not. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it, when you see Judd Nelson as John Bender and then the character that he's playing here, sure. it's two very different people. So, so then you just have to, like, you have to, you have to separate it. Gotcha. But it's still a really fun watch. And if you are a fan of Hangout movies, like, we're, hey, not a lot is resolved mm. except for personal like transgressions mm. that they all have with each other. So not much is resolved, but it's a great hangout movie and I think you should watch it. And St. Elmo's Fire, it's about the bar that they all go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, and so. the song. You just blew my mind because I've not seen that in a long time. So I, while you're talking, I'm just I'm, I'm sure typing in some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I see a photo of Rob Lowe from St. Elmo's Fire. Yes. And it it immediately like I can't unsee it now. Uh, what's the the actor's name's D- Dacker Montgomery who plays Billy Hargrove in Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah, identical. Oh wow, yes, they look exactly oh, alike. He's kind of mulleted in that. It's almost yeah. like they they structured his Stranger Thing character after Rob Lowe and Salem's Fire. He has a in in this whole thing. He has kind of like a whole drug overdose scare. Mm. And that's very much what like he looks like the sunken eyes, like the yeah. dark eye makeup and kind of rough, a little bit of rough, like uh facial hair and stuff. Mm. And, and yeah, a little bit of the mullet action, but he's like that handsome guy that, you know, people are, people want to be around. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Lowe looks like he should have been another cast member in like Lost Boys or something. Oh yeah. Rob Lowe <laughs> is fucking hot. He's got, he's oh, got yeah. the dangly like cross earring. Yeah. He needs the that. dangly yeah. ones. The, the dangly. <laughs> the dangly one. <laughs> the dangly one. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he is. He's, he's, as you would say, Amazing. a man rocket. He's a man rocket. A man yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Even today. Still is. Um, what do you got for four, dude? Yeah. Let's go. Uh, you got, you know it, you know, I have to do this. I'm going horror. Oh, and I'm going kind of comedy horror. Oh, um, oh, I probably know this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the you know Night of the Living Dead, George Romero's. Of course, no, that makes groundbreaking sense. zombie film. This is technically the sequel to it in 1985, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Okay, uh, this is by Dan O'Bannon. Uh, who, uh, who has a credit on the Alien script uh, as well as several other people, but uh, this stars Tom Matthews. James Karen, uh, Don Kalfa, uh, Clue Gulliger, who's amazing kind of, uh, um, uh, character actor back in the eighties, uh, Linnea Quigley, uh, who's in a lot of horror movies like Night of the Demons and stuff like that. Uh, genre fans will know her. I'm cracking a lot. <laughs> you still got that thing from last week, it's, huh? It's bad. You keep going. You keep, 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 keep going. Uh, oh boy. Um, so <laughs> this is, uh, this is just basically like a, a scummy, like eighties friend group who just like, we just want to party. And so like, yeah. Oh, how about that graveyard? Let's go party in there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Well, meanwhile, one of their friends is is uh, getting a job at like a, a, a medical facility kind of thing, Shit. medical supply co, and uh, Anita medical supply. Of course um, it is. And uh, so he's being kind of shown the ropes, and one of them hits a barrel. He's like, "Yeah, there's dead bodies in here," and they were they were from the the original outbreak. So Night of Living Dead happened in this universe. Uh, uh, so yeah, they're they're from the original outbreak, and so yeah, uh, no these ba- these babies are are steel trap they don't open for nothing he bangs it smoke comes out they both pass out the smoke goes up into the atmosphere it starts to rain rain on down into the cemetery starts uh, to resurrect all of the dead people and we have a problem on our hand we have a movie on our hand and it's a fucking oh, no. <laughs> great movie with an amazing punk soundtrack it's just so much fun and it's it's more honestly of a comedy than it is a horror movie. Uh there are some great elements of just like being trapped in this mortuary uh and they have to kind of find their way out, but it's it's on the nose so much that it's it could have been made today just referencing 80s. Right. You know, they're they are making like a stranger f- things throwback kind of, like Yeah, they yeah. are making fun of themselves so hard in this and it's really fucking fun. Uh one of my favorite movies of all time. It's so much fun. Love it. Hell yeah, right. man. Hell yeah. 
Well, real quick, we want to talk about uh, Cedar Ridge Distillery real we quick do. before we get into our final three. You guys know that I call myself a bit of a connoisseur of uh, old fashions. You mm. could say. Old, old fashioned. Mm. <laughs> okay. I wanted to make you guys one on St. Patrick's Day when we hung out, but that was the wrong time to say, let's drink whiskey. <laughs> yeah. we, we are nine Guinnesses in. Let's yeah. drink whiskey now. Yeah. But So, so like, I, I've got everything. I've got the wood chips that I can, like, do a smoker with a dome and, like, like I, I know how to light a I know <laughs> don't I know how to light an orange peel on fire, which by the way, TikTok uh, flagged us for. I had a video of like, look at Mike's making an old fashioned flagged it because there's flames. There's flames in there. But anyway, the Jesus. other night, uh, thank God my in-laws came to town and they brought me a giant bottle. Like we're talking seven hundred gallon bottle of a of a of another type of bourbon, right? Fireball. A bourbon that most people would think, oh, that's a really great bourbon to put in. You know, it's it's a famous one. But they brought me like this giant bottle, and I'm I'm kind of like, oh, I probably won't drink this, and I just put it <laughs> just put it in my shelf. It's black Thank velvet. you so much. It's not black velvet. Okay. However, it came in handy because the other day I I, I made all my stuff and I opened up my liquor cabinet. No Cedar Ridge. <laughs> I had no Cedar Ridge, yeah. which I always have tons. And so I of course then like wiped away the tears, and I said I'm going to use that other bottle, and I had to like. Hold it with two hands <laughs> to try to dump it in there. You know, if it's in a plastic bottle, it's not a good whiskey. <laughs> right. And so I, I'm thinking, oh, well, I'm still so good at making whiskey, you know, old fashioned. So it's going to taste it. great. It didn't taste good. Like it, 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 most people think when you're mixing a liquor with something like it's not important because the other stuff's going to come in. It's yeah, it's true. It's, it is not true yeah. because that the Cedar Ridge that I'd been making for months and months and months and yeah. months, it, it, it tastes better. Right. Honest to God. I'm just telling you, I was so sad. I didn't have my bourbon. So like, I think, uh, we can pretty much go on record here, say Cedar Ridge, the flagship bourbon. If you're making old fashions at home, you're making craft cocktails. That is what you need. Yeah. Mm. If you're in the Midwest, you can hit up any any pretty much liquor store, try to grab some of that, yell at them, say, get Cedar Ridge. We need it. Uh, if you want it right away, like many of our fans, they've ordered it online. You can go to CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Cedar you can order that straight to your freaking house from Swisher, Iowa. Yep. They will send it to you. You can get that flagship bourbon. You can get that quintessential single malt. I mean, it's just, it's easy. Yeah. We've been talking about it long enough. Do they you support like this pod. Do you like Slipknot? You can probably get one of Do those. Do you two. like Slipknot? Yeah. I think most people like Slipknot. They probably should. Yeah, you either like Machine Gun Kelly or Slipknot. So what what side are you on? Or do you equal shit? Huh? 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 Which Cedar Ridge does not. Uh, Right. (laughs) So go, please, go go check them out. They support this podcast. It helps fuel us. So the best thing you can do listening to this for free, just go buy some of the stuff we tell you about. Please. It's all we care about. It's good stuff. Cool. Number three. Number three. From all these fucking movies from 1985. It's unreal. Real genius. Dude. Of course. Yeah. Val Kilmer's second film. Uh, I th- always thought it was his first, uh, but he did something right before this that it wasn't a huge. Yeah, I have. It's like a, it's like a spoof movie. Yeah. It was his first role. It wasn't a very huge movie, but then right after this, he did Top Gun, then Tombstone. And like this, this is my Val Kilmer. I, I like you look at him in Top Gun, Tombstone, Batman Forever. That's not my Val Kilmer. Yeah. No. Okay. My real genius Val Kilmer. Like I, I remember, I didn't see this until the early two thousands because I was just kind of reluctant. You know, I was like, oh, whatever. Like that sounds dumb. <laughs> and then when I finally watched it, it's just it's a really perfectly. Nineteen eighty five movie. Yeah. It's montages all by the way, one of the best montages of all fucking time is the there's a song by the Comsat Angels called I'm Falling. <laughs> and it's if if you heard it immediately, you know it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just so would. campy, nineteen eighties, and it's so good. I mean, William Atherton was the evil pr- yeah. professor. Oh great, yeah, from uh, Ghostbusters yes, and shit. Of course. Yeah. Just such a perfect guy in that role. Uh John Grease is Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Laszlo Hollywood, the guy He's, in the closet, uh, Wolfman. Exactly. And, uh, yes. Exactly, man. I, I. It's just one of those movies that, again, if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it it is a little bit underground enough to where maybe you haven't seen it. Sure. Val Kilmer shows off his acting chops in this movie, in my opinion. Like he shows off how truly talented. He's like the Ryan Reynolds of the '80s. Oh yeah. In this movie, is <laughs> oh, kind of yeah. how that's I describe good, him. That's a good way. So I like I, it. I, I I fucking love that movie. Real genius. That's my three. Nice. Rock on. AJ, what you got, man? Uh, I'm going to take you over to a little-known movie called Commando. Hey, all uh, right. I, if you haven't I'm, you seen what I'm doing here, I'm going to go action, 
little drama, action. Yeah. Because the 80s had some of the best really action did. in in the world, like in Hollywood. Commando is an Arnold Schwarzenegger flick. <laughs> it is another just absolutely tropey, just, oh, man who's an awesome retired military guy <laughs> who's unlike anyone else in the world. Who's from America but doesn't speak like it. Wants to live a quiet life with That's his now daughter that we don't know anything about her origin either. And then we're going to we're going to say, oh no, the bad guys are back. And that's like what happens. And it's like, so everyone from your old team's getting picked off one by one. And it's like, no, I'm retired. It's like, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. And it's just like, dude, okay. But at the same time, you get some amazing Arnold action. and One-liners. The insane (laughs) one-liners to just like when when he throws a pipe (sighs) through the last bad guy. Spoilers! Through the last bad guy into some sort of steam column, and now there's steam coming out of the pipe that he threw through him. He says, hey, Bennett, let off some steam. (laughs) That's what he does. You can't get any better. Come on, man. Like that's I mean, just you can't. <laughs> he like he like takes his takes the guy out on the on the plane who's like supposed to be watching him, and he says he he puts the hat and the blanket over he puts the hat over his eyes and the blanket on top of him. He says, "Hey, stewardess, please don't don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired." That's the kind. Wink. A wink. He's <laughs> like, holding someone over a balcony yeah. with just his one arm, and he's like, "Remember when I told you I would kill you last?" Yeah, yeah, you told me that. I lied. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when you're talking about Commando. Not to mention, it is also one of the best suit up, arm up montages in the entire. Eighty five's king of the montage I mean, at this point. This is this is probably like like ninety seconds, which is eternity in a movie of him just loading <laughs> up his arsenal on his chest, his legs, his Bowie knife, grenades, bullet like bandoliers. He's just got a rocket launcher. I mean, he does literally every single thing that you would think Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to do. Of course, in a m- military movie, he's Rambo but Arnold. But That's Terminator. It. But Terminator. But Predator. But Predator <laughs> with the same guy who comes in and it's Colonel Bigsby or whoever the fuck it is. He's, we need you back into the fold. He's like, I'm retired. And it's, it's, no. I'm a kindergarten cop now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So go, go. Jeez, Commando. These are all 1985. These are all 1985. Oh my God. Man. Commando is insane. It's a big year. It's a uh, bloodbath. A what little, do you got for three shots? A little underseen movie, I think. I haven't, I didn't, I haven't seen this movie until. Scene by scene? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I hadn't seen this movie until like uh, a few years ago. Um, movie with Kevin Costner, Judd Nelson, and some other actors. Um, directed, oh, written no. and directed by Kevin Reynolds. This movie is called Fandango, uh, which like they the thing it spawned uh, the movie theater thing. No, um, <laughs> it's just uh, it's just kind of called that. But it's about it's like a uh, speaking of Tommy Boy, which we just kind of covered. Not kind of, we did. Um, <laughs> Wait, yeah, uh, it's a it's a road movie, and it's about uh, it's these guys in nineteen sixty something, I believe, uh, going on a, a final road trip uh, to uh, just kind of hang out uh, before their I think one of their buddies, if not like a couple of their buddies, go uh, are drafted into the war, um, oh, and so shit. they were going to they're going to uh, this road trip uh, to Mexico to find this one thing, this MacGuffin, if you will. Mm. Um, and along the way, they kind of have these uh, 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 trials and tribulations and uh, r- road bumps along the way. They go uh, skydiving uh, in, a, in a scene. Uh, it's a very, very like a kind of free-feeling kind of movie in 1985 that feels like it's in the 1960s. This kind of this is it's what's great about this movie is it feels so timeless because it's 1985, but it's based in 60s-ish. Right. Um, it's, How have I never seen this? Before? It's fucking fantastic. I'm looking it up right now. I'm like, I don't even. I, I was gonna, yeah. I don't first of all, it's impossible it. to search for it. Yeah, you you do Fandango and then yeah, yeah. it doesn't come up, and then you do Fandango <laughs> yeah. movie and then it doesn't come up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Well, you like Fandango 1985? Maybe Kevin Costner. Yeah. This is and this is the the short but sweet little uh, uh, synopsis or whatever. 1971 at the University of Texas Austin. Uh, 
college buddies facing graduation, marriage, and the draft skip out of their own graduation party and head to the Mexican border for some adventure, a buried secret, and one last go around at the privilege of youth. It's, it's a great, great Damn. road movie. I feel like that could be great. Uh, um, I mean, I'm, I'll probably watch it. Uh, now I want so somebody to remake it. So you guys haven't seen it. Maybe, maybe we'll do I've never seen because it's, it's such a – it's – like Tommy Boy times maybe right. thirty. It's it's oh. just super great. Kevin Costner is a young man in this. He's super. Is this handsome. before he owned Yellowstone Ranch? I'm pretty sure. Probably, yeah. Yeah. probably. Yeah, I just want to uh, double check. But after Waterworld, or? yes. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a little break and went on a road trip with his buddies. Yeah, he, he found civilization. Never Dude, mind. that's cool, man. Yeah, it's a good yeah, movie. It sounds like a good one. Uh, all right, my number two, um, my favorite. Chevy Chase role of all time. Oh, Fletch. Yeah, Fletch. Fletch. I don't know if I don't know if it's underrated or overrated or Dr. if people Rosen know Rosen. about it. Doctor Rosenpenis. Doctor Rosenpenis. Doctor Rosen. Doctor Rosen. Doctor Rosen. I I don't know. I like AJ. I don't know if people know this movie or they don't. I know because I mean it was. I'm assuming it was fairly popular because they made Fletch in 1985 and then Fletch Lives. Yeah, came out a couple years later, but. Yeah. This was a this was a amazing movie. Chevy Chase, the lead role, he's like a newspaper reporter guy, and he uh, is trying to bust like he's trying to write a story about drugs on the beaches of California. Yeah. But then he gets somebody thinks he's a bum and hires him to like do commit some crimes. So then he goes with the flow, and he's got all these characters. It's he's, yeah, he's like like he's like an investigative journalist. Yes, idea yeah. like, but then you think he's like a PI, and it's like. I don't know. There's no real meaning to it's what just he's doing. Perfect Chevy Chase. Yeah. If there was ever a role written for, I'm, I'm guessing that this role, this movie was written like Chevy Chase should play this. Yeah. You know? mm. But T- Tim Matheson, M. Emmett Walsh, Joe John, Joe oh, Don Baker, man. George. Oh Wentz. shit. It's it's. I watched it. I, I hadn't seen it in a long time, so I wanted yeah. to make sure that I I watched it again to make sure it was on my list. And my wife had never seen it, and she was like, "I'm tired. I'm going to bed." But she went behind the couch and like watched the first five minutes standing up and then like came and sat back down <laughs> and then she's like, I really got to go to bed. And then she stood in the doorway of our bedroom, like watching. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch that when you leave tomorrow. I'm going to, I want to finish that movie. She was enthralled <laughs> with it. It's, it's got a, it's got a hilariously 1980s soundtrack. I yeah. mean, Fletch is a fantastic. And, and if you've seen it before, just go back and watch it. Cause I, I think it's, I think it's worth it. It, it. it really is. It's like it borders on the line of like some sort of Hunter S Thompson Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That, that happened but it's played by Chevy Chase and not being Hunter S. Thompson. Nice. But but it's like just as wild and obnoxious. You it's know what I mean? Completely obnoxiously it's fun. fun yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. What's your number two, H? My number my number two two is Explorers. Cool. Okay. Bouncing off of the action and back in right back in to the drama. <laughs> Explorers. It's one of these like. Kids in space movies. Mm-hmm. I think there's an entire like genre dedicated to kids in space. Oh yeah, and I think Explorers is one of the kickoffs of these. They take. Do you guys remember what the Tilt a Whirl is at the carnivals and stuff? Yes. So, so the Tilt a Whirl or like is they ha- they have these carts that spin really fast, mm-hmm. right? Well, these three kids. One of them's kind of a, sp- a science nerd. Um, one of them is kind of like more of a bully, and then yeah, then they have the leader as well. And so, um, but but the explorers is like they basically build a spaceship out of a tilt a whirl cart that they find at like a junkyard or something. That. And so, but it's a it's an awesome cast. Um, Ethan Hawke, River Phoenix, oh, River um, Jason Presson. I believe is the like bully guy. I think or like like the tougher kid or whatever. Um, but these three guys, they they take this and they build a spaceship and they go to space and okay. they find an alien and they bond with the alien, but they can't stay there. And then they have to go back to Earth. <laughs> and it's heartbreaking. And it's heartbreaking because they bond very heavily. Uh. And like so, like I think it's uh, River Phoenix is actually the nerd in this. And he's the one who figures out how to um, transport objects through space. Mm. Like, so he does it with, like, a rock. And then they, do, they go and expand it, and they take it to this little cart thing that they built. And they that's a spaceship, and they take it to space. Gotcha. It's crazy, man. That's Joe Dante, too, isn't it? 
Is it? I'm pretty sure that's Joe Dante. Joe Dante? Really? Yeah. Joe Dante. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Dude, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And so I, it's very, very much like pre- I never seen this precursor to like Flight of the Navigator and and then like moving on Correct. from there. Yeah, but it's kind of in that same realm. It really is. Like this is like a Flight double- of the Navigator is like the next year, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, 1986. Yeah. And this is like if I wanted a double feature in my life, it Ooh. would be Explorers and Flight of the Navigator. I'm telling you, man. Okay. Watch Explorers. This is a feature movie to just watch and just kind of bullshit with your friends on. Nice. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait for that moment. Yes. Fuck yeah. Um, Number two, Sean. So yeah, you know, I, I gotta do. I gotta do another thing of, of uh, me. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned George A. Romero earlier with Night of the Living Dead. Oh, let's bring he, this dude again. He had a little uh, movie in between called Dawn of the Dead, which is a seventies kind of thing. It's okay, a great okay. movie, arguably his best. Well, you know, there's arguments to be made, but I think in 1985 he made his ultimate masterpiece. And my favorite George A. Romero movie is Day of the Dead. Um, so it's it happens during many, the day. It's the there's day. night, dawn, and then day. The day. Ooh, there's tough. just it's all it's all dead. What would you rather have, day, dawn, or night, AJ? For, day for the zombies. You want to see them? Day. Yeah, I need okay. to see them. Well, let me explain what it's about. <laughs> so <laughs> no, we're having a conversation here, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, Sean, it doesn't matter. Mike, what do you Here's think? Here's what I think. <laughs> I think I want to see the zombies. I want to covered. be able to see the zombies. That way, I can. I, I feel like when I can see direct sunlight. We got them. We got them in our crosshairs. It's, it's kind. Of, it's kind of like when you need to start focusing while you're driving. You turn down the music <laughs> so you can see it all better. Perfect. <laughs> so Sorry, in, Sean. in Day of the Dead, there's this army outpost. It's like it's an army outpost plus uh, a research facility. Um, and it's these soldiers who are just kind of underground in this bunker. And uh, it's more about well, while there's a zombie outbreak and everything going on up up, up above them. Um, it's more about these, uh, like a group of people being together for way too long and how it can kind of uh, unravel after a while because there's certain personalities kind of con- conflict and certain, um, as, as uh, people kind of die off, there are ranks who uh, get lowered and lowered to mm. certain people may be crazy, you know? Um, and there's also this kind of crazy doctor who's doing all this research, uh, trying to kind of control the outbreak of zombies and kind of see if we can train them, which brings in the zombie bub. Um, and there's beautiful scenes where he's having this zombie listen to music and he's kind of being like, Oh, like he's like being brought back to his human kind of, uh, stage where he wasn't dead. Um, and like he's, he gives him like a gun with no bullets in it. And he was a military man before that, before he died. And he's kind of like loading it and cocking it and pointing it out like a, a bad guy in the movie. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, one, one of the best things about this movie is Tom Savini's masterpiece as well for makeup effects. It is the thing level of uh, like uh, special makeup effects. It is insane with the work he did on this movie. It's so fucking crazy. Uh, the making of is super fun to watch too. If you have like the Blu-ray or DVD, but uh, yeah, my favorite George A. Romero is day of the dead. I love this movie on record. He's on record saying G- this George A. Romero day of the dead. Yeah. Got Number it. one. That's it. Number one. Number one. We've moved on. All these movies are from 1985. We're about to hit you with three more unbelievable movies. My number one most favorite movie from 1985, Teen Wolf. Okay. It's okay. I I fucking... You know the guy that shows his dick in the movie, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) No, seriously. No, seriously. Like... Let's move right into that. There's a god. <laughs> this is the most '80s movie of the fucking it's decade. So great. There's a there's dick in the movie. <laughs> there's a fucking dick in the movie, dude. Some guys just like on the benches and shit. This is an absolute classic for me. I don't know. I'm really not sure if this movie actually is good. A good movie. I'm not sure if people could watch this and be like, yeah, that's a great movie. But like for me, it is. I watched this so many times as yeah. a kid. It's so much fun. Michael J. Fox is just he, maybe he's the only reason this holds together because it's like on paper it doesn't work. A five, a five foot You're four right. high schooler who shoots a basketball two handed turns into a werewolf because his genetics are that way, and then he becomes popular and good at basketball. This is the worst fucking plotline I've ever heard. <laughs> You're right. It's a, Michael J. Fox is is the most non-athletic person in the entire world. But I love this movie. I love styles. I love the drama in it with Boof. I love just how fun it is. The soundtrack. The uh, win in the end by Ma- Mark Safin. Yeah. 
that that song, the mon <laughs> win in the end. I mean, like it's so bad that it's good. And th sometimes that's how we think of the '80s. I think the only thing going against this movie is that it spawned the teeny bopper werewolf crazes. <laughs> like I like I didn't yeah, want any of that. Yeah, like, that crazy. Can we just leave it? Can we just leave it with Michael J. Fox? <laughs> and then <laughs> wasn't there a second one? I never watched the second yeah, one. Team of no, Two team with of two. Uh, uh, what's his name from Ozark. Oh shit, Jason uh, Bateman. Yeah, Jason Bateman. I've never seen Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> uh, I I think Teen Wolf 2 is one of my favorite movies of 1985. Teen Wolf two, the first or, sorry, Teen Wolf, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Wolf the two. Jason Bateman story. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so that's 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 my number one Teen Wolf for, for we're talking about favorite movies, yeah. not best, favorite. I no, I think that's I think that that's great. We, I I watched I remember watching Teen Wolf so much so much as a kid. And then honestly, there was like this hard cutoff in my life where I never saw it again. <laughs> like, I, but there was a time where I definitely saw it on TBS like eight times in a row. If if there is a movie that fits into what we like to do, I feel there's two things of what we like yeah, to yeah. do. We like to do like Big Lebowski last week, where it, we really dive deep into this and like we overappreciate a brilliant movie. And then there are movies like Teen Wolf that yeah. we can just have the fucking most hilarious conversation. About. <laughs> there are yeah. those movies, and I feel like we are like a perfect podcast to talk about those movies where you like you watch them so much as a kid. Yeah. And then why is there that cutoff? Yeah. Because you grew why did up, this happen? Because you like you got into like more adult movies and everything. Mortal like Kombat. That. And the, yes. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. And then going back and watching them is so much fun because you're just like, why? Why did I ever like I love this? this movie? Oh yeah, because it's fucking great. And yeah. we're not fucking Fucking snobs, like we can still watch this and be like, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But it's just it's a six. I love it. It's a six for me, yeah, but yeah. like it's really awesome. Yeah. Like we're like, this is stupid. Or he can't you can't surf on top of a van. What? <laughs> right on the, why is he why is he can't why can he jump all of a sudden? Oh. Just because he's a werewolf. And now everybody thinks he's cool. That's kind of gross. It's Encino, man. It's, it's, it's basically Encino, man. <laughs> it's basically Encino, man. <laughs> All right, AJ, give All us right. your number one. Let's do this. All right. Uh, this is my number one is actually number four. Oh, and okay. it's Rocky. Oh, it's oh, Rocky four. Rocky four was 85. 85, Jesus. baby. And so Rocky four. That's Rocky. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole other top let, five Rocky movies. Let's, let's come back again. <laughs> let's, not, let's not jump the gun a little bit. Top five Rocky movies that end in raw uh, <laughs> or starting raw. Uh, no, Rocky four was, was it definitely was definitely one of the most popular ones, right? I think this is when like people were anticipating another Rocky. They needed something to top the Mr. T number three. Of course. Right. And what, what are you going to do? You bring in, um, and it's political. You bring in the cold at war. At the time, the cold war, like all this stuff. And, and what, what became honestly like a great message at the end of the movie when Rocky is, is yelling to everybody, if I could change. You can change. <laughs> Everybody can change. And that's like what he says. And we can all change. And we get a Rocky. But we get some of the greatest montages. Of course. This He's is out there. 80s, some dude. of the best Rockies, Rocky music. Yes. Yeah. The Burning Heart. Like um, Heart on Fire. You're talking about some amazing music in this. And you've got Dolph Lundgren as the... the uh, I think the scariest of all... Scariest. I think 100%. the scariest of all 100%, opponents. 100%, dude. 100%. He's unbeatable. I must break like, you. Is, um, if he dies, must, he dies. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. So like you don't see it. UFC fighters saying that shit. No, like... Like it was, it is literally <laughs> one of the like scariest things. And like when he, especially like every Rocky movie gets more and more intense. Like in number three, Mick gets taken out. And then number four, like Apollo, he's supposed to be like impenetrable and like the, the, the rock of Rocky and Apollo is gone. And like, it's, it's intense. And I love that movie. If you ever need to just feel a nice little pick me up guys. Yeah. Rocky four. Go find, find a good Rocky movie. Curl up with that thing. <laughs> With a little bit of Cedar Ridge. Okay. And turn the captions on. <laughs> turn the captions. Because you can't understand a word he says. <laughs> CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Yeah. Rocky Four, man. One of the greatest 85 movies. All right, nice. Sean, you're closing this out. We've been talking insane amounts of 1985 movies. Well, what do you got? Speaking of boxing movies, uh, this director made a quintessential one, you could say, uh, in, uh, in the form of Raging Bull. 
Oh. Uh, but that's not the movie I'm talking about right now. This movie is called After Hours by Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese? Scorsese? This Scor- is my favorite. <laughs> we, all pronounce him, we all pronounce him a different way, right? Okay. What was it, Sean? Martin Scorsese? Scorsese. Scorsese. Okay. <laughs> Oh, got it. Okay. Martin, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so this is my favorite Scorsese. Scorsese scores. Um, but uh, this movie has uh, uh, Griffin Dunn, Rosanna Arquette, Linda Florentino, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Uh, Cheech and Chong is in this. Uh, Damn. I forget, I forget his goddamn name, but the dad from Home Alone. Will uh, Patton? No, uh, no, I, I was just naming more people. Oh yeah, he's name. in it. Yeah, I'm sure he's in it. But it's it's, 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 it's no, that's not right. It's a, it's an ultimate uh, to me like cr- one crazy night movie. Right. Uh, so we got Griffin Dunn. He's like he's like a, a normal kind of guy. John Hurd. John Hurd. Thank got you. Uh, normal kind of guy who uh, works in this kind of uh, news printing agency, and uh, he's just looking to go out and have a good time on on the weekend. And it's a Friday, and he goes to this coffee shop and meets Rosanna Arquette and he's like, yeah, they kind of hit it off. They talk about books and they go to her apartment. He's like, I'm going to try and fuck this girl, I think. And, uh, some crazy shit happens and it just kind of spirals from there on in and meets some like weird art people and Cheech and Chong are like these movers who are also moonlighting as like these, uh, uh, crooks who are stealing shit from people all over the city and it's all based in new york uh he meets john hurd who is this bar owner who he gets like the keys from he's like go up to my apartment and uh meet my wife and he kind of has a fling with his wife it's just a crazy one one thing after another and it's all in like 24 hours and like ends with him being back at work uh just an amazing amazing movie and uh only martin scorsese could do this and it's like a weird because you know you know scorsese scorsese or scores as like the gangster movie kind of guy but this is like his more o- overtly comedy kind of thing cool. and it's a really really fucking fun movie i love it so very interesting that is my number one that, i mean just just telling you those 15 movies plus the the ones we were not allowed to do i mean that just goes to show you 1985 was an incredible year uh and i think hopefully we either um solidified some movies that you also love or hopefully we gave you some ideas because i mean there's a few that you guys have said that i'm like well yeah i guess i know what i'm watching tonight yeah, yeah same after hours is yeah. probably one of them it's yeah 100 yeah super cool well we hope you enjoyed the episode thanks for being here next wednesday we got another great episode we are gonna tackle red dawn oh god Oh man, I forgot we we're gonna do this. We're okay. gonna do Red oh, Dawn. No. Uh, <laughs> gonna do Red Dawn, uh, and after that, we're gonna dive deep into an very unbelievably requested movie. I'm surprised it took us a lot this long to do it. Spaceballs. Oh boy, dude! People have been asking for this for a long time. It's about yeah. time we we popped our Mel Brooks cherry. Exactly. Got to. So. And of course, anytime you can add a John Candy to the, it's been it's been a couple weeks. It's been a, it's been a bit. It's we got to get weeks. back in here. Back in the John we, we need Candy a warm lid. blanket over us a little right. bit, you know, especially after Red Dawn. And oh. if you're newer to the podcast, uh, go back this time last year. The Goonies was our was an episode that was a very very good episode. Yeah. I very much enjoyed. Most people say that I should have I should have received like an Oscar for my sound editing during yeah. the Goonies because yeah. I added a lot of the soundtrack right. in there. Yeah. Like you know the the wishing well song and uh, so I'm just saying maybe go back and listen. To I it. think I think there was a few Oscars to hand out there. Yeah, I think that there was there was sound editing. Yeah. I think that there was dialogue. Yeah, I think that there was some amazing Production. moments that was just it was great. <laughs> if only I you could, guys are awesome. If only I could keep either of your wives out of my fucking mouth. Then it would have been a great oh, episode. You did it. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, we have to take a minute to publicly talk about and praise our top tier Patreon members. Uh, we got Dane, Joel, Robin Fawcett, Nick Marula, Mark Pryor, Kirlana, Jordan, Alicia, Nick Fulkerson, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J, Bud Larson, Big Big Andy, Katie Beeks, Travis Hunziker, Brian Hernandez, Greg Jackson, Mr. and Mrs. Roommate, Kale James, Jason Davis, Emilio Perez, Sean Dixon, Jordan Hooten, Brenna Meisner, Willie Cox III, Janelle Lewis, Joseph Thomas, Marshall G, Ryan Carlton, Josh Miller, Connor Macy, Jason Botsford, Stephen Moore, Chris Pryor, Paul Diaro, Jason Hahn, Travis Scanlon, Eric Hine, Michael Hod, Gary McCarthy, Corey Vaughn, Damian Zemek, Ranger Rick and Subaloo, Zachary Huron, Dallas B, Kitty Witch Chaos, Revis, 
David Wagoneer, Tim Nash, Dwayne Van, Robert Venz, Joey Piamonte, Cole DeRocher, David Waters, Alan Cross, Sean Zerophonic, Amy N., Ryan O., Samuel Miller, David Gould, John Devlin, Zachary James, Seth Murray, Tina Hansen, Roland and Julie, Lilo Dallas Multipass, Joshua Goodman, Lance Davis, Jesse Anderson, Mike Being Mike, Dale Prestupia, Lana Croft, Anthony Gwitty, Mike Wheeler, Andrew Sawtell, Eric Harding, Jarrett Layoff, or we'll say Garrett Layoff, Aaron Baker, Ryan Grabsky, Michael Nash, Adam Bathin, Ryan Weaver, Quentin Moore, Aaron Vandergrift, Zach Evans, Willard Brown, Justin Woolley, Todd Fat Joe, Piao, Jared Bushman, Christopher Diaro, Anthony Rochette, Melinda Miller, Luke Bituas, Gary, son of Gary, Sean Hatley, Rachel Heinz Bailey. Jason McCartan, Kalen Chance, Murky, Tyler Dark, Brock Tyler, Josh Miller, Caleb Campson, No Blue Check, Dean Roan, Austin Hartman, Jason Ruby, Rod Rogers, Mike Oxhard, Chris M., Cody Kirker, Ian Anderson, Chris Clemen, Louis, Lo- Louis Laniuski, Alexander Hemingway, Kennedy Harris, Starling, and Joseph Morris. You guys are the best. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Please stay in touch with us by following on all of our social media platforms at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and Confused Be Fast on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice right now. Also, we have merch. You know you want to rep the Confused Breakfast in public. Mugs, stickers, shirts, all kinds of goodies. Go to ConfusedBreakfast.com for a direct link. And don't forget about our voicemail number, 319-804-9596. Links to everything you could ever need from us are in the show notes or at ConfusedBreakfast.com. This includes a way to follow all of us individually in our personal projects that we want you to check out. Mission of the day, tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.